Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. You look nervous. I'm in a glass case of emotion! Only let go of me. I think you're worth on my neck, me. That is why the warriors have come! I'll be back to have vengeance! Throw me a freaking bone here. The martini, shaken, not stirred. Hello, kitties! You may fire when ready. In the red corner, standing six foot two inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds, is the Eclectic Collective! Hey, hey, welcome back to a special on-site episode. We are the Eclectic Collective, and I'm Matt. I'm Ryan. I'm Jim. We are at the Mount Juliet Rec Center at Charlie Daniels Park in anticipation to interview the great Coco Beware. And I'm sure Ricky O, who is uh, with his partner Carlos, uh, who has thrown this with uh, Man Inc., will join us at some point. Uh, until then, we have a lot to talk about uh, to keep ourselves busy. Um... Yeah, I would like to start with the Royal Rumble. What did yes. you guys think of the Royal Rumble? I loved Rumble? it. I was impressed, and I have to say, and I know we've talked about this online, but I will say this. I kind of thought they were going down the normal WWE path. Let's ruin everything. And let's ruin everything mm-hmm. that you have in front of you and put Becky Lynch out there and make her lose in the very first match. But later on, when it all developed, then I saw that it, it became something yeah, really we awesome. Were, when we were watching it live and then – after Becky lost, and we were just like, "Well, here we go again, yep, another disappointment." And we, I almost was done from there. Yeah. And then after the when the Royal Rumble hit, and then she came, came out, out. Me and him looked at each other. We were like, "All right, this is going to get much better." Yeah. And you know, the format was really good. You know how for years, I'm going to say years, we have always complained about the storylines. Yes. And I think the Royal Rumble wrote. A good starting storyline to the fantastic. year. Yeah, I agree. We, this, they've they've now got something really big to build on for WrestleMania. Yes. Yeah, and I'm actually excited. I think for the first time WrestleMania in a while, might be good. Yeah, like the main events. I'm excited about Rollins and Lesnar as yeah. long as it goes the way I want it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm excited. Yeah. I'm hoping that Rousey and Lynch main event WrestleMania. Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm, it could set history and yeah, it, it could be amazing. So. Here's Ricky. Ricky, you want to jump in on us? We we want to ask you something. Did you? I know uh, you're busy today, but either uh, one doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Grab one. Uh, we we were just talking about the Royal Rumble that just happened. Uh, what did you? What was your take on it? Did you get to watch it? I watched the probably eighty percent of the show. Um, I like the swerve with Nina Jax. Yeah, that was really yeah. Cool. that was really good. I think um, the last couple of weeks have proven: sit back and become a fan. Watch it. Stop everybody trying to be Vince's writing and creative. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I had one more person text or call me, what number is Omega? Where's Kenny <laughs> Omega? And, and 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 then you know, um, Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, is he just honestly a throwback talent? Mm-hmm. The, yes. the fact that he eliminated or grabbed his back. Yeah, you know, you know, he sold something that everybody thought it was a comedy spot, but it wasn't. He actually 
in my opinion, helped get her over as a killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah he I did. Agree with that. He really did. So. You're listening to Ricky O. Um, he is uh, the owner of Man Cave Inc. You want to tell us uh, a little bit about this event, man? Oh, uh, we started. Um, we, we felt there was a need in the area for an old-fashioned baseball card shop with some memorabilia. And my partners, Carlos and Tim and I, we, we, we were doing some baseball card shows in the area. We found a store available in uh, Mount Juliet. We, we went in, rented it. Um, and then we said to ourselves, um, why not make it bigger? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. We started a flea market, and I think, we, as they say in the business, we sold the place out. Yes, oh, you yeah, did. Definitely. This place is packed. Yeah, it is um, packed. There's if, a lot of people down here right now. Uh, in the future, he'll be throwing more events. Uh, you can follow his Facebook at Man Cave Inc., and uh, you see his future events. As he said, he's opening a store as well. Uh, just looking at his table, they opened one box of stuff, and their tables are packed yes, full of friggin' cool stuff. and I'll cool be looking stuff. over there we, very we, soon. We pride ourselves in having more than we can actually fit. Um, <laughs> this, this here, what we have set up, and guys, and what we're going to specialize in is uh, Predators, uh, Titans, WWE current and past superstars, yes. and a ton of vintage hockey. If there's anybody yes. out there, yes, that's awesome. Um, you know, uh, I, I want to get your take on something else. Uh, Monday Night Raw, um, Rousey came out and had a little promo with Becky Lynch setting up WrestleMania. Obviously, what did you think of her breakdown when she heard all the booze? Because Becky Lynch is so far over right okay. now. Sensitive subject. One, I love Ronda Rousey as a, a human being, and I love Ronda Rousey as an attraction from the USC. Yep. Um, I also love, and this goes back to the last time I was on your show and I made a comment about the internet making personas and persons mm-hmm. yes, famous yes. now. Um, Ronda Rousey was a um, manufactured superstar. Yes. Yep. She was handpicked to fight certain people that I'm sure they knew she was going to handle. Yep. She built herself to a point where she became so good she had no choice but to fight the people who knocked her out. Yeah, yes. right. Mm-hmm. And she was exposed. Yeah. Uh-huh, she right. then went into professional wrestling on a crash course. Yep. Um, and succeeded greatly. I love Ronda Rousey. I love the and already I think they mishandled her. Mm-hmm. They did. And 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 it's and it's and the, the chinks in the armor. Um, are showing. I think they, uh, my personal opinion is, I think she would have been more over if they would have taken their time to get her over and build her character up instead of forcing her to the top right away. Also, the Becky um, right now is just a era where lightning hits the bottle. Yep. And it breaks the bottle and it just shoots. In in the business, they call it, and and I'm sorry, I'm going to use a a three-letter word here. They stuck a bottle rocket up her ass. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and, and 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 that's a term they use in wrestling where nobody expected somebody to get as over as they yeah, have. Right. Yeah. And she's shooting to the moon right now. Yes, yeah. she is. Yeah. Well, they were using her right, and then all of a sudden, I think it was um, a big accident when Nia Jax potatoed her in the face and busted her nose. That got her over so much. Yeah, it dude. made her look tough. Yes. It made her persona come out. And then she got the sympathy from it also. Oh, but, yeah. but it was also, they stacked it on top of that invasion, that SmackDown invasion yes. angle, which was cool enough to begin with by itself. But those two things happening on the same show got her so over. Listen, we talked a lot about 80s wrestling last yes, time. Yes, we, we did. Out, right? What is astonishing right now is that we're sitting here and we're talking about women main eventing WrestleMania. I think I it's, I think it's we were, time. Yeah. 
I think Becky Lynch there's could. There's no could women's main match. Event. There's no men's match out there that could outdo that match. No, no not at all. Not at all. That's what we were just talking. Not about. even Brock Lesnar. Brock no. Lesnar can't even get close to that. Well, you know, with the uh, during the Royal Rumble when the, the women's, to me, it was more entertaining because we didn't have any idea where this direction was going. That's yeah. correct. And the men's Royal Rumble, we all had a suspicion that Rollins was probably going to be the one. Mm-hmm. Why? To get He's in Vince's boy. Ask you why. He's Vince's boy. I don't know. He came back out like you know he was huge at one time right and then you know uh what, what, what's the triple tag team the shield the shield, the shield. you know that was huge and then he kind of died down then he had his injuries and now for some reason he's like back well, on top if you look fans. at it if you look at the, pro- the progression of the shield the hand-picked one was roman mm-hmm. yes okay. it was and and rightfully so talented super good looking physically intimidating but the crowd hated him but the crowd exactly turned right on him, turned right? on him ronda Remember, yes, yeah. Ronda okay. turned on him. Ronda is the sh- the the Roman Reigns right now. Yeah, that's yes, yes, yes. yeah. that's good she point. She was forced down people's throats. It didn't naturally occur, and the fans have turned on her now. Yeah, right. Okay, because they wasn't the hand-picked one that they wanted. Yeah. They're getting what they want somewhat. And sh- for some reason, Rollins is way over. Yeah, yeah. he is. And, and, and oh, yeah. give him credit. He's good. I personally feel that he needs to tighten his work up. He's a little sloppy. He's yeah. a little dangerous. But he, he's over. Right. But he wasn't supposed to be over. It was supposed to be Roman. Yeah. Right, Becky yeah. wasn't supposed to be over. It was supposed to be Ronda. If you have initials, a double R, you're not getting over. No. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, is a lot of wrestlers from bottom to top learn how to deal and even embrace, like I was talking to Ryan earlier, look at Kurt Angle. He embraced that you suck line. He did. And now that is oh, his, yeah, that's thing. his big thing. 20 you know, years later. Turn it. Yeah. Yes. And it is a staple in wrestling. You know, you, you have to that be hate. hated. Exactly. To be loved. Yeah. You have to go through mm-hmm. it. The old And that's the thing I think with Rhonda, I don't think she can handle that type of because you remember how low she got after she lost yeah. first time. Oh yeah. She, she got went super low and I don't think I think her depression okay. won't allow you her just to handle the, that. You just hit the word right on the head. Um, the nail on the head I should say. If you've ever researched Rhonda, it comes from a very severe depression, depression. background. Yeah. Her, her father, I believe it was, committed suicide at yes. a very young age. Rhonda was born with hearing-impaired parents and didn't speak until she was, I think, three years old. She oh, didn't say wow. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes fragility there. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a word. but yeah. It know, is now. Yes. We make up our own words. We're, we're, actually our own starting starting a, we're, we're actually starting an eclectic dictionary <laughs> for that reason. But she's fragile. Yeah. And she's not from this business. Remember, again, this goes back to the point of these guys didn't work in front of a gym in front of 50 people. These women and men didn't come through high school gyms yes. and yeah. boys and girls clubs. They were put into NXT, superstars, sold out shows, WrestleMania, yeah. Yeah. here you go. All of a sudden, I'm getting booed. I'm not used to that. Right? No. So she right. cracked and melted down on national she TV. She did. Yes. She did. And you know that is chum in the water for WWE fans for some reason. The yeah. smart marks are going to eat her alive. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so with that, with her promo, uh, you know, promo breakdown, that's going to be your story, WWE, but it's not over. She could turn it around. She's got one more year under her contract. She could turn that emotion around. I mean, it's going to take somebody big to come at her. Maybe Rock. You know that you know brought her in one WrestleMania. The Rock and Rousey connection. Yes, yeah. maybe he can come in, and be like, "Look, you know, this is what you do. You got to channel that hate. You can turn that hate around. You can embrace that hate." I think that's the only way that it's going to work for her. Embrace, the, embrace hate. the hate. Embrace the hate. Embrace the yeah. hate. Now, Make could the hate you imagine? Work for you. Here's my storyline, and Jim Cornette nailed this. And I, I'm Jim, and I had it come out about the same time. Put her with Paul Heyman. 
Make yes. Her, make her a super heel. Yes. Never bump for anyone. No. I just watched her have a 50-50 match with Bailey. That's unacceptable. Uh, yes. If oh, you're yeah. booking her the right way, she taps Bailey in 30 seconds. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Heel no. training. She you is go to Brock Lesnar times 10. If Brock Lesnar screwed Godzilla, they would have Ronda Rousey, and that's how they should have booked her. Okay? That's how you have to book her. She has to kill. Now, you take another year. You don't let Ronda and Becky touch each other for one year. Yes. You keep them apart. I don't care if you make her the chicken crap heel that runs away from But you Becky. spend a year building them for you each other. You build them for next WrestleMania. Yeah. And you have that match be... The main event, cut and dry, one year in the building, yep. two animals. I don't care if you do it, and I quit rules. I don't care if you do it, and it's got to be lights out, non-sanctioned uh, Texas death match, woman, last woman standing, yes. something it would have meant a lot more than yeah. what it's going to mean even now, and now it's hot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to need to uh, copyright the Brock Lesnar Godzilla thing. <laughs> now, now there's going to be T-shirts next week of Brock Lesnar Godzilla. I made Godzilla. one T-shirt, and I got a call from a lawyer. I'm not doing it anymore <laughs> um yeah so that's uh royal rumble uh what, what's the next uh, pay-per-view is it uh elimination, elimination? i think these next few pay-per-views are going to shape what's the rest i just really hope wrestlemania this year especially since royal rumble has set the bar for the year of storyline um you know action and what we can expect in the future for WrestleMania, I really hope they can go off of that. Yeah, one thing to keep that I'm keeping my eye on though is AEW because um, rumor is now you know Dean Ambrose is not returning. He's gonna get out of That's his contract. That's what I hear. Yeah, rumor mail is is that he might be going to AEW. Ricky know. looks like he knows a little bit no, something about that. Ro- I'm stumped by this, and this is what I what I I don't understand about this. And one, they did everything right. If it is a legit shoot and he's not coming back he did the honors he laid down he'll mm-hmm. probably job on the way out to everybody they can but it also confused me when they went out and wished them the best and, and, and yeah. announced that he wasn't coming back almost like to try to swerve the fans mm-hmm. and, and get him against dean well and then I, maybe don't know if you, I don't know if you saw his spot on monday night raw but he was about to do uh some kind of spot on monday night raw and they cut him off and got him out of there uh, they sent Nia Jax and Tamika out there to interrupt what he was about to do, and he was all like, "What are you? What are you doing? What, yeah. you know, what are y'all doing?" And they just well, I didn't off. see that. I have yeah. to look that up. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think he was about to do something on Raw, and they stopped him from doing it, well, which I've, stinks of a work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You know, it because even the CM about, Punk it, it thing, does. they let him have his moment. They let him sit there, do his pipe bomb. But I don't know. I'm really this one's got me stumped, and I hope that I, I hope to God it is a work and that there, it's an angle because it's a great but angle. It, but it's got a tiny little hint of a shoot though to yeah. it. Yeah. It does. Yeah, so. he's a Jersey Philadelphia guy, and um, he's super over um, on the Indies at the time. And if he goes back, he ain't gonna hurt for work. Well, you know? it, it goes back to what Matt was saying though. You really have to let this stuff play out because even when Reigns came out with his cancer we would not put it beyond McMahon yeah. and the WWE how, to fake something like that how horrible is that that, that would be but don't you agree I he got, would do it I got text messages asking me if it was real yeah. Yes, and that's but a that's sad the, thing. That's that you the have legacy. To of and I'm McMahon sitting there as a dad, going, "I hope this kid's okay. I pray to God he's all yeah, right." Yeah, that's, that's what we, we were yeah. doing. That you know. that to me, that's the legacy of McMahon. Because I don't know how me. well you guys know the Samoan family, but they're so loyal, so great. Yes, wonderful people. Every one of them, if they love you, they'll go out of the way for you, and if yeah. they don't like you, don't go near them. Yeah, yeah. but they're. 
pride is their family, and yeah. he's a dad, like dad first, super dad mm-hmm. type yeah. person. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I thought about was the promos of when they did it with like his little girl, and he did yeah. the anti-bullying, and he did the yeah. adoption. Yeah, 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 yeah. That just broke my heart, and I'm just like, oh my god, I hope her daddy's okay. And then I had friends say to me, is this fake? Is this a work? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh my god, do people really think that way? Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a little pause uh, when we come back. We're going to have the Hall of Famer Coco Beware with us. Uh, so bear with us and we'll be right back. Without further ado, we would like to introduce the WWE Class of 2009 Hall of Famer, the Birdman, Coco Beware. Woo-hoo! Thank yes, you sir. for joining us, brother. Thank you guys for having me. It was Absolutely. A, it's such a pleasure to be here. Oh, man. You guys. It is, we it are big fans yeah, of your I'm about career. To say, it's it an honor. honor. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I, I think you're here to sing a couple of lines from your hit Pile Driver. Is that why you're here? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, just give me a little cocktail. I'm based, uh, I mean, I, cocktail I, people, we need cocktails. I, I can show out for you just for a little bit. Now. Not, All right. I don't want to overdo it. So Ryan and I are really old school wrestling fans. Yes. And yes. we are familiar with your career. Um, even back, I remember you tagging with Bobby Eaton. Um, I'd like to hear you. You got some Bobby Eaton stories or some tag team stories you can well, tell Bobby us? and I was, man, we was devastating back in the day. You uh-huh. know? And we was kind of like, uh, you remember uh, the song came out with uh, Stevie Wonder. Well, no, with, uh, I'm trying to get this together now. Oh, you're fine. I, oh, we got time. No, I'm, I'm it. trying to uh, say Paul McCourtney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Ebony and Ivory. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that, that's, that was our tag team name. Okay. You know, and, was, and, uh, and we would just, we could just look at each other because we actually was the first black and, black and white team. Okay. In the Mid-South. At okay. the Mid-South Coliseum and All stuff right. like that. Back yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Jerry days yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. The Jerry Lawler and... And uh, we just we just hit it off just right. I mean, golly, I mean, I'm still I'm not prejudiced today because I still have a black and white TV. <laughs> you know, awesome. but, but you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I love it. What year do you would you say that around? What year would you I'll say? I'm gonna say around about eighty three. Eighty three. So still in the height of the territory the yes. phase. Yes. Yes. Uh, so did. Yes. Was, no, you go Yeah, ahead. like, I mean, during that time, I want to know, what was it like to be in the first ever scaffold match against Bill Dundee? Like, cause well, I mean, that, that was scary watching on YouTube. So well, I was, yeah. The superstar went around the dressing room, mm-hmm. and he asked everybody, and everybody turned him down except this is foolish <laughs> wants to be wants to get a name for himself <laughs> didn't have nothing going for himself yeah. but coco beware I got <laughs> and i was the guinea pig said yes uh, bill i would love to have a scaffold match with you and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know and then I, I didn't really think it was that high, right? Yeah. Right. Until until you got up, you got there. up until there. I got got up there. And uh, <laughs> in fact, I knew it was pretty high when I was walking to the ring. I said, I have to really get on that little step. <laughs> I said, What have, have I got myself into here? Yeah. So it's first, it starts with denial, I think, and then when you reach into the actual realization, you go into negotiating your way out wow. of this, don't you? Man, I'm telling you, and and I was just going to say. Lord, we don't even have to attempt to break our legs or yeah. any yeah, kind of bones yeah, or right. whatever. It's just, it's just going to happen, you know. <laughs> I, said, this is, I, I, said, I, I won't be no good after this at all. 
And of course, Dundee was he was up there just like it was like like it wasn't nothing. Yeah, you know, right. he's up there flapping and he's going, "Oh, I can't believe it!" And and uh, you know, so I, I just said, "Well, Lord." Take care of me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, even when I was watching it, because on the YouTube, I was like, I am nervous for these guys, and I'm yeah. not even there. So, I mean, what was it like about, I mean, tell us about the Memphis wrestling era when you came into the territory as Sweet Brown Sugar. Well, Sweet well, Brown Sugar. Now, when I started in Memphis, you know, I was the good guy. I was, right? just, I yeah. was just a flat cocoa wear. Right. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Just flat cocoa right. wear now. Right. Didn't have anything going for myself, just as humble as a little baby and stuff like that. I was just, you know, trying to get broke into the business and yep. and uh, got actually I got broke in in the business right there on Memphis TV against uh, this big you got that we call a giant back in the day was Joe LaDuke. Yeah, I remember oh, Joe LaDuke. Yeah, Joe, oh, yeah, yeah. Joe yeah. LaDuke. Ever since he was on TV and he took this this axe yep. and really cut his wrist. Oh, it's God. A, mm. Yeah. I'll take a note. <laughs> I'm going to destroy you Monday night. And blood was just going everywhere. Oh, so they had, they had to take a break because... Blood was just, I'm talking about. I heard he was crazy, man. I mean, he was just crazy. And he said, I love to bleed. <laughs> and, and you know what? I had to wrestle this guy. Yeah. You know, the next set segment. Oh, my God. And mm. I'm going, and I know what? I felt just like little Bugweek, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I felt just like him. My, my eyes was bigger than a silver dollar bill. And I'm going, do I have to go? Do I have to go? Do I have to go out there with, with him? <laughs> I couldn't. Oh I couldn't say nothing, you know. But and I was just so nervous and stuff like that. And and I went out there and I just I gave my best to Joe LaDuke, but he won the match. But I don't know how. <laughs> but you know, it just uh, I, I was just glad it was over with. Yeah. But that was my part of my of uh, uh, growing up and yeah. being that mm-hmm. being on the road for successful. And then other things like that. And Jerry Jarrett today, uh, promoter Jerry Jarrett, I love him to death. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He was, I'm telling you, I tell everybody the same story, that he was the Vince McMahon of that century. Of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Of the day. Back in the 80s. He was the Vince McMahon. Yeah. Let me let me ask you something. You said that in that match you were really nervous. I can't imagine Coco Beware at any point in his career being nervous because you were the light of WWE, you had so much energy and passion, or WWF at the, that time. The constant smile. The constant I, smile. I, you were on go from beginning to end. Where where did that develop? I had a whole lot of energy mm-hmm. when I after that scaffold match because I want to run like. <laughs> <laughs> so anything after that was just a breeze. I'm telling you, everything was a piece of cake, and you know, uh, I just couldn't believe how how this scaffold match how the Bill Dundee talked me into it because, I mean, I kept I kept asking some of the guys. I said, "Why you, why you want uh, don't want to be in the scaffold mm-hmm. match?" And there was more higher rank guys. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm going, what's wrong with you guys? Mm-hmm. Coco, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's very very dangerous. Coco, you don't know what you're getting into. Coco. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm going, okay. I go to I go to Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler. 
Coco. <laughs> Everything. Start off. Coco. He's shaking the Did head. you have anybody that goes, sucker? <laughs> you know, I might have had a few guys will sing it in the dressing room, but I don't, I don't know if they were singing at me. The sucker sound like a little sucker or whatever. You know, but I didn't, you know, I didn't think they were talking to me until it was. Yeah. That's and I awesome. figure after it's all over, it, that's man. so. Um, I'm very interested in your tag team wrestling. Uh, was it uh, Norvell Austin? Was a pretty young thing after yeah. uh, Bobby Eaton and I. Yeah. Nor- Norvell Austin uh, came uh, that I uh, was got partners with. What? And he was fact he was partners with uh, Spudnik Monroe. Monroe. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, and of course Spudnik had the the is kind of look look different now, but it, I mean it's in style now with with the black yeah 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 black okay. hair with the little blonde yep. spot, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and he turned around and he did Norvell Austin hair the same way, that, you know, put that little blonde spot mm-hmm. up in Norvell and that was his baby, yeah, you know, and and uh, they and, and Norvell and I clicked just like that, man. We just. I mean, I just had some great tag team partners. Well, that, y'all won tag team championships, didn't you? Yes, we had the tag team belts. Yeah, down, yeah. And, and uh, we went to, to uh, Florida, and we had the the NWA tag team belts mm-hmm. down in Florida with, with under the promoter uh, Eddie Graham. Okay, and oh, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. I mean, you know, uh, Novell Austin was a genius. I mean, he was he was a great. Uh, person about the business uh, mm-hmm. had his, had a good head on him and stuff like that. Yeah. But I want to say this. I want to put this out here. The okay. guy they really gave us the the gimmick. Okay. And I will say that Jerry Jared was the Vince McMahon of, of, of the day mm-hmm. back in the day. But also Jerry the King Lawler was had a brilliant mind. Okay. Because he gave us that gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Where, uh, the PYTs Express. Yeah. One got the the red jackets red, and yeah. the zippers and with the glove and the yeah. glitter in our in our hair and stuff like that. That was Jerry Lawler came up with that. Yeah, and and we took it and we had the little ghetto jam you know box there that we played <laughs> a little music box that we took to the ring. Yeah, and and it's not only Jerry Lawler helped a lot of guys in the back in the day. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Jerry, Jerry Lawler gave them the same yeah. name. Gave yep. them a name, the Rock and Roll Express. Yep. The Ugandan giant, Kamala, Kamala. Yeah. gave him that. I'm telling you, Lawler just walked. Uh, Kamala one one night came just came out to the Coliseum mm-hmm. just to say hello to the boys. Yeah. And and Jerry just, like, took a, took a look at him. He just looked at him and said, go home. He said, Jerry, I just come to see bo- the boys. He said, no, go home now. Mm. I got something good for you. Go home. So, okay. so Kamala, it wasn't Kamala, it was James Harris, just turned around and went home and waited on Jerry Lawler to make that phone call. Okay. <laughs> and that's where he became the the Ugandan the giant. giant. Wow. wow. Man. That is incredible. Yeah. I'm talking about, you know, it was just a genius word that Jerry Lawler and Jeff and uh Jerry Jerk was uh was genius back in. They yeah. was they was they was the Vince McMahon and, and the Pat Patterson of, of the century of yeah. the day. I, yeah. I was yeah. blessed in living. I, I'm ten years older than them, so I grew up in an era where um, I got to go to the fairgrounds and watch Memphis wrestling come through the fairgrounds a lot, and uh, so much so that. Uh, my uncle had me convinced that Tojo Yamamoto was my uncle at one point. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Tojo has I, some kids out. Yeah, yeah it I could know. Be. Hey, it's not out yet. You look just like Tojo. <laughs> Do you have those wooden shoes? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I want to ask you about a time. Probably one of my first best memories of WrestleMania was WrestleMania three. Like when you wrestled Butch Reed. Like I think Butch Reed was a natural heel, and I know why we all watched WrestleMania. Hogan and Andre, of yeah. course. But what can you describe your level of excitement when you walked out of that tunnel and heard the crowd? Like how loud that was? Man, it was unbelievable. I'm telling you, I was so tickle pink inside. I felt so great that uh, all of my prayers and everything has has been answered. And this is what I wanted to be a professional wrestler yep. and God made it happen for taking a little black boy from a little small town of Union City, Tennessee, mm -hmm. put him in the biggest stadium at all, the big granddaddy of, of them all, man, and with 93,000 oh, yeah. people yeah. right there in the uh, in the Pontiac, Michigan, Silverdome. Yeah. I'm talking about just even going to the ring. It took it look like it, it was almost took my breath. Where I didn't think we was gonna get to the ring. Yeah, because mm. it was so long going down on the mm -hmm. on the little cart there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just so good, and and the people that turned out. And I know there was a lot of people there was rooting for me. They was rooting yes. for different people, you know, guys mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I was just glad I just had all those wrestling fans that supported me and I, yes. and I was looking back at my hometown that we had one police one grocery store <laughs> one red light man you're talking about you somebody somebody was yeah. was tickled pink inside and I want to thank the Union City football team that, that I the school I went to um, Union City High and yeah. all that all of that all the fans everybody knew me yes that they said they called me my nickname was Bubble yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, Bubba, man, we just saw you on national TV. You know, you know, I, you know and 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 of course, I just made my little town just put it on the map. I yes, put, it, yeah, I put yeah. Union City on the map, and and it was so good because when I first started the the wrestling, when I first started, you know, uh, there was a lot of uh, guys, a lot of promoters out there, especially in Memphis. It started off in Memphis. They didn't want me to use. Uh, where I where I came from. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know, and I was going like, where you want me? Where Where do you want me to come from? Where mm -hmm. y'all? Where do you want me mm -hmm. to say I'm from? Mm -hmm. Well, it was just uh, South Chicago, uh, somewhere, uh, St. Big Louis, stereotype. And, and, yeah. and I'm going. I said no. I said I don't want to do it. Mm. I yeah. said I want to. Hey, I want to be from Union City, Tennessee, yes. because. One day I'm gonna run into somebody mm -hmm. that out there in New York City is from Union City, yeah. You know, or somebody come up to me and start talking to me about uh, Union City, then I know, hey, I know that where they're from. Mm -hmm. You know, they yeah. in that same area. I said, but if I'm talking, somebody come up to me talking about the South Side of Chicago, and you know what? I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> right, right. I said, you're not gonna put that on me. I said, I'd rather not even go out there. Yeah, okay. and Union City is such a cool name. Why would you want to get rid of Union City? Well, that sounds like I mean, a it was cool to me. Thing, I was you know? born, raised there, so it don't really matter. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like New York City to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up your football in Union City because I, I didn't know this until our uh, we had a friend of ours, David Reed, on the show 
um, our last podcast, and he told us that you you could have made the NFL. Can you tell us a little about your football career? Well, I'm I, curious. I, I yeah. was just uh, I was one of the quickest linemen that I ever played any kind of high school football. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for for a while, I had that I had that record out. I mean, here even the coaches that played against us, he that's all they talked about. You better watch that number sixty-one, and I was, and you know what? I want to say this, and I had never said this on any podcast or thing, that I was uh, the only Black America on the football team. Wow! Okay. All right, wow. and I stood out. I stood out like a big time. Yeah. Okay. And that's where I got the name Coco. Okay, that was one of my questions. Wow. Okay. okay. That's that's where I got the name Coco because uh, I was the only one. And first they started off with some chocolate. No, and then it was one player I can't think of his name, but he was a Coco. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the whole team, the coaches, and everybody, and. And you know what? I felt good about it, and yeah. I went home and talked to my parents about it. I said, "Mother, they they gave me." A, I said, "One of my friends there gave me a name on, on the football team, Coco." He said, "She said, really? You know, my mother, <laughs> she grew up, you know, really." I'm going. I don't know. Mother, I don't know about all that. Yeah, mother. I said, "Mother, there's nothing to it." I said, "You know, I said let's just go with it." You know, okay. I'm, I'm I'm okay with it, as long as you're okay with it. You know, it's, yeah. it's fine with me. Cause, but that that could be kind of a racial mark. I said, well, I said not because I, you know, I feel good about it. Okay. And uh, and I took that name and 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 uh, and, and man, I turned it. What I did, I turned it into something positive. Okay. Yeah, that's, and that's awesome. I, and when I was more than I, that, when I got on that football team. You know what I was? I'm talking about, man. I was the star. I mean, I've just wanted to bust somebody mm-hmm. open, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was, I was a totally different person when I took the pads off. I was humble and all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I put those pads, knee pads, and helmet on, I, cur- I, I become a, a, a monster. Yeah. You know, I mean, That's I come awesome. with, I mean, wanted to fight. It didn't really matter, you know. It's kind of that uh, Stallone over the top. Yet when he turned the head, it had it. <laughs> oh my God! I turned it into a machine. Yes, and, and, it, <laughs> and all these coaches was. That's all they was talk about. Y'all, you have got to watch this number 61. This 61, he's one of the fastest nose guards that ever came off the line of scrimmage. I was, And one day, uh, right, uh, it was Jackson uh, Central Mary. Okay. They they scored a touchdown on us. They did this old, at, on their field, some kind of way. When the, when the, when the center hiked the ball, he put the ball, he leaned it, he leaned over the ball mm-hmm. on the ground and left that live ball on the ground. Okay. And where the quarterback would fake the play the other way, would to okay. read all the linebackers that the quarterback had the ball mm-hmm. going around like a sweeping around. Okay. And the end would come back and pick the ball up and go around. There's nobody in sight and score a touchdown. <laughs> okay. Man. But the coach has got a good name for that. I, I, I don't really know right That's now. Awesome. That's awesome. And uh, But I end up – but they did that on our field. They mm-hmm. tried the same thing. So 
I saw what was going on because my coach said, Coco, you got to watch this. They, they're not going to do this until halftime, just about halftime. Okay. And, and they did it. When they did it, I stepped right in. And this old center, he was right over the ball. It looked like he was, he was like a chicken getting ready to lay it. <laughs> and, man, I, I, reached, I just reached down there and scooped that ball up. Yeah. And don't you know, the, the fans didn't even – they didn't know what was going on yep. until I – Got in into the end zone with the and held the ball up. <laughs> then they the one who came on the loose. That's awesome. Did they start chanting Coco? Oh my god! Oh my god! You know that's a great story. I mean, you know, it was that was that was the time. And uh, I was just quick. I was really just quick on the football. And I that's really awesome. thank uh, all the the people at Union City, the yeah. coaches, and all that stuff. Yeah, that's an amazing story right there. And like Jim said. You know, we're, we're old-school wrestling fans, and he was talking about tag teams. And I said wrestling. That's right. But Rass- I want to know Rass- what it was like wrestling. to work, be paired as high energy, and how was it working with Owen Hart? Was I mean, like, just the stories you hear about him is just wonderful stories and how he was a river, you know, right. backstage. So what was it like with him? Well, Owen and I, I mean, once again, Bobby the Brain Heenan uh, came to me and I was supposed to have been partners with someone else, and that fell through when I went to uh, WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, that went through. So uh, Bobby Heenan came to me. He said, Coco, is, I, I may have a good spot for you. Okay. He said, because at the time, Nightheart and Orn Hart is not getting along or something is not getting not right or whatever. He said, would you like to team up with Orn Hart? I said, I said, sure, Bobby. You know, I'm not doing anything. You know, mm-hmm. and I said, man, that'll give me a keep me keep me going. Yeah, put me yeah. In, you know, in the yeah. spotlight. You know. Yeah. And so, so Bobby said, you know, if I can make this work, man, I said, I, I want to give you all, I want to give you all a name. And Bobby had the name already as High Energy. Okay. I said, I don't care what. I said, you know, I don't care what name, Bobby. <clears throat> let's go with it. Let's mm-hmm. go. For it. And so. Uh, I talked to Orn Hart about it and stuff like that. Orn was, uh, he said, man, that's great. Golly, Coke, really? I said, hey, man, we got the bird. You know, we got the, we, we changed the music around. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, and we come up with high, en- high energy and stuff like that. And, and me and him just, we was the first black and white tag team in WWE. Okay. Wow. Okay. I mean, I first that wow. was the first one. Wow. You know, and and we got over strong. The people. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. The people loved us, and that's yes. something that you're used to coming from the you know the black and white right uh, acting that you right. started and, out in. And the people loved us there, and, and we just we just got over so well and stuff like that, and then uh, some kind of way that, uh, of course, Orn Hart. Now he never did real me. Okay, he did. You know, he, he no, he didn't rip me at all. Oh wow, he was cheap, and I'm telling you, he was che- he was really really cheap, man. He <laughs> he hates to spend a dollar, man. That's what yeah. I heard about if, him. Yeah, if he if he had to spend a dollar, five dollars, and stuff. Oh my God, boy, <laughs> y'all making me spend some money. <laughs> you know. Said, oh, and it's nothing but five dollars. Yeah, I know what I want to have it. I want, you know, I want to hang on to it a little bit longer. You know, yeah. it's just like everything. You know, if he if he got a ride to the tax, I mean, to the airport in the taxi, 
the taxi driver tells us it's going to be $15. Oh, can you just make it 5 or $6? <laughs> Negotiating the tax. I mean, he, and, and, and uh, of course, the taxi driver said, no, brother, here, this, this is what I got. He said, oh, my God. Then he'll look at me. Coco, you got any money? <laughs> you, know, you know, but the but but he was he was real good with the with the nasty boys. Yeah, they ribbed each other all the time. Oh okay. my God, you got to get you guys got to get the nasty boys talk about Orrin Hart. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah I'd love to do that because they they got a bunch of good stories and they oh, they'll bet. tell you how cheap Orrin Hart was that. <laughs> and then, oh my God, in fact they they just do the whole story about Orrin. Um, so you were a part of a lot of history with wrestling, and one thing I wanted to hear you talk about was uh, you were involved in the very first match on Monday, on the very first Monday Night Raw. Yes, yeah, with, with Yokozuna. Yoko Yoko. Yoko. Yeah. So talk to us about that. How was that? How did that come? Well, about? you know, we was in that little uh, auditorium building in New- in uh, Manhattan at the, at the theater. Uh, you know, first time uh, uh, USA. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, by, uh, actually, Pat Patterson said, "Coco, you, man, we, we gotta have a, we have we gotta have a good match between you and Yoke. Mm-hmm. Y'all gonna open up uh, this USA okay uh, network as it's come coming on live every Monday night. So you know, this is Monday Night Raw, and so I said, y'all, we want y'all to kick it off. Okay, and he said, you know." I know Yoke is a big dude. He can't, you know what I'm saying. But he said, "But Coco, I I done seen you because you know you work with the with all the giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have wrestled all. You know the how gi- to put them over and, and, and big work time. With them. I, yeah. I was the put over guy. I mean, I put those guys over big time. I knew my position, and I got a lot of wins. So they yeah. just didn't drag me through the mud like they doing other guys. Right, right, yeah. right. You know, but uh, I went out there with Big Yoke, and we tore the house down. And I'm. And, and and you know what, Rodney now you know if Rodney like you, okay, he was okay with you, okay. But if he didn't like you, he would give you the real stink face. Oh <laughs> wow! I'm talking about he would go in there, oh, and no. he would sit down on that commode, oh, and he would just pop his cheeks, bam, oh. on one side, bam, on the left side. And he'll say, Coke, watch this one. Watch, oh, no. wa- watch this tonight. Oh, God. He said, I don't like this guy. Uh. What well, a Rodney boy, well, when he go, when he pull those, when he pulled old grandmama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bloomers up. When he pulled grandmama's bloomers up, yeah. you better look out. Oh, and he God. turned around and gave this guy the stink face. I'm talking about the real stink face. Yeah. This stuff was all over his nose oh, and everywhere else. Oh, God. No now, if he, if he didn't like you, yeah. he would give you the real stink face. Oh, yeah. wow. So, But he took care of me. He just kind of did the splash on me out of the turnbook and sat down on me. Yeah. You know. But not it wasn't that bad. But I'm just, he I did the clinch for you, right? He just did. <laughs> he did the nice little clinch, little soft baby clinch. <laughs> Thank you, Yoke, for that. You know, but but, uh, uh, but he if, if he didn't like you, he would rather he would put it on you big oh, time yeah, and stuff like that. That's crazy. Who who were some of your mentors growing up in wrestling? Like who did you really look up to when you got into sport? Well, let's. We're gonna start back uh, again. Wrestling used to come to my little hometown of Union City mm-hmm. every Thursday night. 
Okay. Okay. And and I bought a ticket every Thursday night. Uh, and my idols back then was, of course, uh, Jackie Fargo. Yep. Uh, even the Jerry the King Lawler mm-hmm. and Sam Bass and uh, Levon Stone. Uh, you know, William Stone. These guys probably you never heard of. No, we heard but of. Besides Jerry Lawler, and no, I know we, you. We know a lot of. Them. You know William Stone and all that yeah. big tall dude from Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, his dad passed away a while back. Bless his heart, he was. But, but uh, Mr. Vaughn was great, man. He was. He was. He was a great. Uh, at the time, he was a great good guy. He played the good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, convincing had people crying on the front row that you know this guy is. Killing me, but he—that's how believable he, that he was. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and I'll just, and that—that's where it got me when I started. Cause if any wrestler tell you, they just getting into business, just cost they just getting into it, they tell them to lie. Okay. Because they've got to become a mark. They've got to yeah. become a fan. A fan first. What, what we call a mark. A mark is the same thing as a fan. Yeah. Okay. You know. Right. You gonna pay. You gonna love it. You're gonna love his wrestling if you get off in it. Yeah. And uh and that's what happened to me uh uh one day that I we had wrestling on that uh on that Thursday night and uh I I didn't miss I didn't miss a Thursday night. I didn't miss one at all. Okay. I don't care rain, sleet or snow, I was there. Okay. So one Sunday afternoon, the guys was in the dressing room. Oh, they was, they was wrestling. And I'm going like, I just rode my bicycle down there. I was on my bike. I said, this is not Sunday. This is Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not Thursday. This is Sunday. Sunday. I'm getting all confused. <laughs> but uh, then I turned around and, and I peeped in. And I peeped in. And I said, hey, guys, are you guys wrestling? Yeah, they was I said, man, can I work out with you guys? He said, Coco, what you got? To, is it, uh, well, they didn't call me Coco then. They just said, hey, kid, I tell you what, you're big enough. You got to go home and get your parents to sign some kind of, hey, you were not responsible for something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. So, you know what? Immediately, I jumped on that bike, and I thought I was in Annapolis 500. I burnt that highway up. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to my house and stuff like that, and I told my mother, "Mother, you got to sign something. They're wrestling down there this Sunday." Yeah. And, and I said, "Just squibble something down, mother." My mother just did like a Zaro. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Boy, I jumped back on it, and, and I thought—I don't know which way I throw that bike. I never saw it anymore. <laughs> so I went—I went inside and I showed those guys. I said, "Hey, my mother signed it." So I started working out with those guys, and that's man. Where, that's where I got my start, man. Awesome. Just, that that is awesome. Two, two more things uh, as we wind down here. Uh, we have to talk about your bird, man. We have to talk about, is it Frankie? Frankie. 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 How, did, Frankie. how did Frankie come into the picture? Was that a McMahon And we heard or? that you lost him recently. Has this bird lived that long? Well, Frankie's still around. Oh, Frankie's really? still around. Okay. Well, so fr- rumor, well, okay. well, no, Frankie Jr. is still around. Frankie oh, Jr., all right. I will say gotcha, that. You gotcha, know. gotcha, gotcha. See, see I, but, uh, His legacy lives we, on. We was making, we were, Frankie made a little preparation <laughs> <laughs> before he kicked the bucket, you know. <laughs> no. How did the bird come into your thing there? 
Well, I tell you what, guys, it's it's a sad story, but uh, I, I don't know if we have enough time to talk about that. But my uh, my wife came up with that whole idea at okay. the time I was married. But I I got a beautiful diamond again that God blessed me. Yeah. Well, I can't, you know. <laughs> but you know, but she she the one that, that me and her went to the Mars Day. And uh, yeah. uh, the Purple Rain yeah. movie, yeah, and that's what that's where we got the 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 dance because she was okay. a she was a a cheerleading yeah. coach, a dancer a coach, you know. Yeah, she used to teach the little girls how to dance and flip backwards and all that stuff. Yeah. and she's the one. She said, "You know what, Connie? So you could take us to the ring." And all you gotta do is just do that little bird. It's so easy. Yeah. yeah. Grandmama, granddaddy, sister and brother, the whole family can do it. It's just so easy, you know. Awesome. And uh and and I and I and I and after that I got a call to WWE. Okay. And it was Howard Finkel and stuff like that. Hey Howard, uh Howard said, Hey Coco, this is how we'd like for you to come up to WWE. Vince would like to for you to have a meeting with him if you wanna make a move and stuff. So I said, sure, I would come up there, and I said, so I got to talking to McMahon and stuff like that, and my wife's already done put this picture in okay. my pocket, yeah. shirt pocket, and said, uh, "Honey, if this ever come up, you got to show him this picture. This is the bird that you really want, you know." Okay. So, and, and let me tell you how genius the uh, McMahon is. He really is. I mean, and he was up there. He was up there uh, after the conversation was all over with. And as I was walking out the door, uh, Magman said, Coco, Coco. I turned around. I said, yes, sir. He said, is there anything else you would like to add to your giving? Now, why would he say that if he yeah. wasn't a genius? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and then I said, you know what, Vince? I would, yes, thank God you even asked. I was trying to flip this bird, and I showed Vince. Not not the other bird now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I got you. I got you. I showed this picture of the bird. You got you. And, uh. And uh, Vincent, wow, what an idea. Yeah. He said, you really, you, I said, Vince, I'm already the bird man. I said, I have birds on my tights. Yeah. Now if I have this bird, he said, that's going to put me up there with yeah. Hulk Hogan, yeah. Andre yeah. the and Giant, then, then. and everybody. And Vince said, well, Coco, I can't believe it. You know how he talks. He said, yeah. man, now we have a, we're going to have, we got a dog. Yeah. We got a snake. <laughs> And we and uh, was that uh, a dragon? A dragon. <laughs> we, we got a dragon. Now we got a bird. <laughs> he said, "Coco, I'll get your bird. Don't worry about it." Boom. Well, we got to. We, go. We're gonna have to end this real quick and uh, get you back to your regular stuff, man. But real quick, man, uh, tell us real quick. Uh, WWE Hall of Fame. Um, you know what was that experience like? Real quick. It was good. The Hall of Fame. It took them twenty years to put me in, but yeah. that's, that's okay. That's. But you know what? You deserve it, man. I hey, mean, you really. Deserve you know what? It. I had a lot of patience and stuff like that. I still love WWE. I don't have nothing against them. I don't never talk anything bad about yeah, them yeah. and stuff like that because you know what? Without WWE, and I know it came from Memphis, Tennessee. Without Memphis, Tennessee. Connecting with WWE, all mm-hmm. the all the other, there wouldn't be a Coco Beware today. Right, yes. right, right. Well, you guys wouldn't even know me. Right. The fans wouldn't even know me. Mm-hmm. So I just want to thank you, uh, the, thank the WWE for giving me that exposure yes. for my family and all that. And I'm still just as humble as I can w- want to be and stuff like that because because 
you know, you guys, you guys make us every day, believe it or not. Yeah. You know, I don't care if you do it. You guys may seem like you're small, but actually, you know what? You're big. Mm-hmm. You're bigger than light. You 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 mean a whole whole lot. What I'm saying. Well, thank you. Yes. Coco, we would we would like to thank you so much. This has been uh, for being for on us. the Eclectic yeah, Collective and for sharing your career and your you know your story with us. Uh, you've made these fans weak here, uh, and yeah, we let would me- like to look forward to bragging. You know about meeting you. Oh, yeah. You know with everybody right. else during the day. <laughs> you know, like for a while, just real quick, I'm gonna get it out there. As a childhood '80s wrestling fan, growing up with the Hogan's, the Coco Beware's, right. For me, interviewing you, it's like you made my childhood. You right, and the yeah. wrestlers. Right. If it wasn't for you guys, like even in school, I wasn't the popular kid. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. I was made fun of for watching wrestling. But y'all made my childhood, and I, I just it, it was an honor, yeah. seriously, to yeah. meet you. But Coco, can you can you give us a little promo out here? Can you give it? Can you channel your Coco persona and uh, take us out? With your cocoa bewareness. <laughs> Sometimes love. There it is. Is like a slow dance. <laughs> you can tiptoe around, but don't make a sound. You can make a little silent romance. Yeah. Sometimes love feels just right. It feels so good. It feels just like a power driver. Y'all want to say that? Yeah. Yeah. A power driver. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. That was Thank the you, 2009 so awesome. Hall of Famer WWE. Coco, beware! Uh, you know he's got you got some upcoming matches. I'm sure you got some upcoming uh, um, meet and greet, meet and all over, man. Yes, it's just okay. go up, meet this amazing guy, yes. uh, and then listen to his stories, get his autograph. We thank you again so much for being on the Eclectic Collective, and uh, we wish you a bright future. Yes. All right, so much, thank man. you guys for thank having you so me. much. Yes, stay eclectic, Praise everybody. God. See ya. Man.